How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today is Tuesday, January 14th, 2019. It is your host, Thomas Penland. Once again, I'm by myself for today's podcast. I'm pretty excited, guys. You know, it was a great three days of football, and I can't wait to recap everything we saw, but you know, I'm going to go ahead and jump into... Actually, before I jump into the first game, I want to say this. Pretty disappointed the Braves didn't land Josh Donaldson. Four years, $29 million. I don't know why we didn't offer him that $100 million deal like he wanted to. Really makes no sense to me, but I did see we're out for Castellanos and Ozuna, but... I mean, those guys are good, but they're not Josh Donaldson. Plus, there is also the fact the the entire MLB might be changing over to the DH. He'd be great in that position as well in a few years. So, you know, I just I just really don't get it, Braves. But we got to go out, spend money, and do something, man. You know, it's it's our division for the taking. The Phillies are willing to spend it. If you're not willing to spend the money, what are you going to do, you know, at the end of the day? So let's get things going here, though. You know, actually, we'll start here with what we saw last night. That's the national title. You know, I was very high on Clemson. I thought they had the best team. I thought they had a great chance. You know, I really like the fact that they really dominated um, Ohio State after that first quarter. You know, Ohio State came out firing, went up early on him, and then you saw Clemson kind of not give up and come back on him. And I thought that that was kind of the wake-up call they needed well LSU guys, they were head and shoulders better than everyone. Joe Burrow outplayed Trevor Lawrence, and you know I really thought it was one of the worst games I've seen Trevor Lawrence play. It's tough, you know, when you're beating everybody for, by 45 points, you know, and you're chilling for the whole fourth quarter in ACC play every Saturday. You know, it's not like that in real football. But Trevor Lawrence, guys, he's always been the best player on the field. That was his first loss to college quarterback. He will bounce back. He will be fine. You know, it's it's tough to be back to back national championships, and we saw that last night. You know, there hasn't been a back to back national championship or champion in a minute, so that would have been a very tough feat for them to be able to accomplish. And you really can't fault them for that. I thought they played a great game, but how about LSU, man? This was a juggernaut. You know, Joe Burrow, he's got Jamar Chase, Jordan Jefferson, I mean, Thaddeus Moss, this team, Clive Edwards, Solaire. I mean, they have weapons everywhere on the offense. Burrow, I thought he did a great job running the ball. I believe he ran for 63 yards in the game. You know, felt like every single time you're like, oh, they got him right here. Burrow just takes off and opens everything right up for that offense. Thought he did a great job of hurting him with his legs. So hats off to LSU. You know, those defenders. Defensive backs, Stingley Jr., Del Pitt. Those guys are great. The fact Stingley's only a freshman, whew, oh man, we're going to be watching that guy soon on Sundays. What a great player and what a way to change the game. You know, I really thought, though, at the end of the day, that it's Joe Brady showed how great of a coordinator he is, and we just saw him leave for the Panthers, which I'm not too happy about as a Falcons fan. But this LSU offense, man, they took over, and it was just kind of like, you know, they didn't give up on themselves. And Clemson had opportunities, but Lawrence was inaccurate. You know, he was pressured. I thought the secondary did a great job for LSU of, you know, coming up and making great plays, stopping those guys, stopping Ross, Rodgers, um, it's, I mean, Clemson, they had a great team, man, but the best team won. And the craziest thing about LSU is, think about this, guys. They never trailed the entire season. They did not trail once all season long. They might be one of the most dominant teams you've seen in college football history. And, you know, I'm happy to see Joe Burrow and those boys get the title down there in LSU. It's a great story, everything that's happened for them down on the bayou. So hats off to LSU, man. Great season, great victory. And they're the national champions, best team by far. I also want to say this, though, before I move on to the NFL slate that we watched on the Sunday. 
Regardless of what happens to Joe Burrow, he's a great story, you know. He got told, turned down time and time again. I mean, he ended up at Ohio State. He couldn't get into Nebraska, the school he wanted to, where his dad and brothers went. But this guy works his ass off for everything he got. Even if he doesn't work in the, in the NFL, you know he's going to go out there and work as hard as he can, and he's going to do everything he can in Cincinnati. I personally think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. I mean, the Bengals might not have a lot to offer, but you can play for a long time at the quarterback position. I think one way or another that he will be able to get it done at the quarterback position in the league. So, I mean, hats off to Burrow, hats off to this team. This is one of the best teams we've ever seen. Okay, guys, so let's move over here to NFL. And, wow, I don't even know where to start, so I guess I'm going to start with the first game. You know, I thought the Vikings, they played a decent game, but at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan's run schemes. I mean, no one else in the league does this. I try to tell y'all... Before the season started, the 49ers were going to be something special with Kyle Shanahan and this team. I mean, the way they ran the football, man, it just feels like they just come at you downhill the entire game. I mean, they ran for nearly 200 yards. Felt like Tuvin Coleman was on a pitch count in the regular season. He carries the ball 22 times for 105 yards and two TDs in this game. Um, thought that Jimmy G did what he needed to. You know, they didn't ask Jimmy G to do too much. He did all he could, and it was turned out to be more than enough. This defense, though, is nasty. They got after the quarterback. You saw Bosa. You saw DeForest Buckner. You saw Solomon Thomas. You saw D. Ford. I mean, I told y'all guys, when D. Ford is in there, that this defense, the, the, the QBR they're giving up, is off the charts, guys. That's exactly what we saw. They dominated. They got absolutely after the quarterback. I mean, that's what happens though, when you have four first-round picks on your defensive line, and Richard Sherman, too, man. He had a great interception. I mean, this guy's timeless. I mean, I really think Richard Sherman might be the best corner I've ever seen play the game. He might not be the best of all time, but he's the best I've seen in my lifetime. I'm 24 years old, born in 1995, for those of y'all. I didn't get to watch primetime. Trust me, I'm a Florida State guy. I'm a Falcons guy. I love primetime. But Richard Sherman, man, the thing I love about Sherman is he talks and he backs it up. But this 49ers team, the way they use Usachek, I mean, no one uses the fullback like that anymore. They clear out. They make run lanes and everything with that fullback. I also love the way, you know, George Kittle, I mean, he's a big dog. He's a he gets in there and he's not afraid to hit. He doesn't shy away from any contact whatsoever. I mean, I think that they play football the right way and I really do think that this team is going to end up doing something special this season. I think their head and shoulders better than the Packers, but I want to save more so matchup talk for next week for next or for the the weekend podcast if y'all feel me on that one, but overall dominating performance by San Francisco. I mean, their head and shoulders of the best personnel in the league. In the league. That's right. I said they got the best personnel in the league, guys. Let's move, though, now to the more shocking um, outcome of the week. I just want to say this, so I'll give you all a little recap. Viking, I had played Vikings plus 7. That was my loser. Um, played Titans plus 10 and the under. Won both of those. Put us at 2-1 and one on the weekend. Then we went perfect with a 3-0 and oh sweep. We had Kansas City plus or minus 10. We had the Packers minus 4. And we had the over for two units. So add all that up. We ended up going 5-1 and one on the weekend, winning six units with that max bet cashing. It was a great weekend for me, and I'm sure it was a great weekend for you guys, too, if you follow those picks. But let's get back to it. I mean, Tennessee, what more can you say? Ryan Tannehill, a guy who's kind of thrown in the trash. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Have you seen a team win in the playoffs where their quarterback throws for under 200 yards, let alone under 100 yards? I mean, Derrick Henry. Three games in a row, 30-plus carries. This guy, you know, the best comparison for Derrick Henry is he's like the Hulk, or he's like 
the guy, you know, he's he's that guy that you that the bad guy brings out in the movie, and he's like his enforcer, his brute. He's like Bane, you know, like no one, like this man gets stronger as the game goes on, if that's even possible. I mean, nobody wanted to hit Derrick Henry straight up, I and mean, he made this Ravens defense that the Ravens defense dominates teams. You know, they impose their will. He made them look like little boys. He was a man among little boys out there. I mean, thirty carries. This Titans team is a real physical team. They want to smash you in the mouth, and they got Derrick Henry going. I mean, I really think Derrick Henry is the best running back. I've seen since Adrian Peterson. They run the ball very similar. They run a 4-3, and they impose their will on you. I mean, like I said, Derrick Henry, he's that goon. He's Debo, you know. He's he's the bully. He beats up on you. He's bigger than you, stronger than you, faster than you, and better than you at everything. I mean, that's straight up what he did. I loved his press conference at the end of the game. They were saying, you're the first running back to do this. First running back to do that. He goes, I really could care less. All I want to do is win. That's a guy who loves his team right there, but on the flip side of things for the Ravens, look, guys, Lamar Jackson, he's young. I mean, yeah, he put up the stats in garbage time. He's simply got to get better. I really feel like if they could have gone down field and put that in the end zone on that first drive when they threw the interception, it would have completely changed the game. You know, I don't really think it stains Lamar's season. I think Tennessee had a great game plan. You know, Tennessee's got those fast ends. They're real physical in the line, and straight up, they just played physical, hard-nosed football and did what they do best and stuffed the run there. You know, I thought Hollywood Brown, I thought he played a good game. I didn't think the Ravens' offense necessarily played a bad game. I just thought that they were able to get exposed. This is a team that really, you know, they they whooped everyone's ass early in the game. It was never close at the beginning of the game. They were out there just whooping up on teams to start the game off. You know, they really, really had to face adversity, and we've seen that in the past in sports. When you're so used to winning like that, you get down, and you just don't really know how to reach for it. The Titans, on the other hand, I mean, they were counted out. They were the underdog all season long. That was the perfect role for them. That was exactly how they wanted to play the game right there, so... You know, I think for Lamar, he's just got to go back in the lab and get better at throwing the ball. You know, this guy's going to get better, though. He's proven that he wants to work hard and that he's a hard— and, you know, he, he he's, he's not like Baker Mayfield. You don't see him on TV in every commercial. Lamar's in the lab working, and that's exactly what he's going to do again this offseason. I don't doubt for a second that we're not going to see Lamar Jackson get better, so— you know, I, if I'm Baltimore, you can't really be down on this. You know, they have a great team. Tennessee outplayed them this game. You know, you got to take your hat off to Tennessee, move on to the next week. I mean, move on to next season. I really think, guys, trust me, we're far from seeing it from Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's been counted out over and over and over again. He's going to keep getting better. All right, let's move to the craziest game of the entire weekend here, and that was Texans and or the Texans at Kansas City. You know. Houston goes up 24-0, basically were handed the game besides that first drive, and there's so many ways I want to talk about this, but I just want to say this, Pat Mahomes, he was up there, you know, when they were about to kick that field goal on that drive, when the, when the, when the defense got the stop, and he was up there, you know, rallying the troops, it really felt like, you know, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, I feel like Kansas City can pull something out here, then Miko Harbin takes the kick out, puts them in perfect position, you know, Kansas City really shot themselves in the foot, it was all self-enforced mistakes, whether it was turnovers, whether it was really not catching the ball, muffing those punts and those fumbles, you know, it was not catching the ball at all. I've never seen a game flip like that. Kansas City went from down to, I think it was in like, with six minutes to go in the second quarter, it was 24-21. You know, it literally just flipped the switch just like that. And that's what a guy like Pat Mahomes can do. You know, he's the best player in the NFL today. I really don't care what anyone says. 321 yards, five touchdowns, ran for 53 yards as well. Anything and everything he wanted to do, it worked. I thought Bill O'Brien made the dumbest coaching decision I've seen. Why did he fake that punt? You know, you're up on Kansas City here. Punt it, pin them back, rely on your defense here to get a stop. That shifted all. Once they, once they got the stop right there, 
I didn't even need to see what else happened. I knew that Kansas City was going to come back and win this game after that happened. I mean, it's crazy to think they came back and even covered the spread. Kansas City might have scored 70-plus points if they weren't stopped. This is the reason why I picked them to win the Super Bowl. They have Patrick Mahomes running the best offense in the league. He could use, I mean, they shut down Tyreek Hill. What did he do? Oh, he throws Travis Kelsey 134 yards, three, TV, three TDs. doesn't matter who he has to get it done with. He has no run game. He gets it done any way he possibly can, and ultimately... Got to take your hat off to him, man. What a performance by Mahomes. What a performance here by Kansas City. Kansas City, they go on to see another week. I mean, Christian Jones didn't even play in this game, which is another crazy thing to think about here. I mean, I thought that when I saw he wasn't playing, I'm not going to lie, I was a little worried there that we might not uh, end up getting that uh, cover or that victory. But, hey, we ended up pulling them both out, guys. So good stuff by Kansas City. Um, let's keep it moving here now. And how about we go to... The final game of the weekend, and that is Seattle and Green Bay. So, you know, this game could have gone so many ways. Russell Wilson, I mean, I really think him and Mahomes are the two best receivers, by, or I mean, quarterbacks by far in the league. Um, these guys completely opened everything up for their offenses. Um, Russell Wilson, I mean, he had no, he was the leading rusher for the team. 227 yards, one TD. I mean, obviously beast mode punched that one in. As he said, keep your chickens in order. I mean, what a quote. But realistically, the Packers, if they didn't have Devontae Adams, I don't know what they would have done. 160 yards, two TDs. I mean, this Packers team, man, it just feels like that they got by by the skin of their teeth. You know, they, I mean, they were really an inch away from not even winning this game. I'm not too high on the Packers moving forward, I will say that. I wasn't very high on either of these teams. Ultimately, Seattle goes home. I thought that they played a great game. I really thought that Russell Wilson left it all out there on the field and did what he could with so little. I mean, this team was so beat up and bruised. There's really nothing they could do, guys, because they're so beat up and bruised here. So at the end of the day, it, it Packers, you know, probably the lamb going to the slaughter this week, guys. Probably so, but... It was a great weekend of football. I enjoyed everything, every last minute of it and watching all of it. I hope you guys enjoyed watching it just as much as I did too. And I'll talk to you all again on the weekend podcast. Peace.